When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back by no one's demand but our own and from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios here in Overcast, rainy, still scenic, Elizabeth Park, Nashville, Tennessee. It is the 615 Sessions Podcast. It's powered by Two Rivers Ford, and it's brought to you as always by A to Z Sports and A to Z Sports Nashville.com. Happy Thursday. Hope everybody's feeling well, living right. Lot of good stuff for you today on the pod. We've got Joe Rexroad of The Athletic. We've got Emily Proud of WKRN News 2. We also have a bunch of your Music City Mailbag questions because it is off-season time. It is transaction season. It means that you guys want to know who your team is going to acquire, who they're going to go about getting their hands on. We will do all of those things in just a moment. Right after I remind you about Two Rivers Ford, where you need to consider shopping for your next new or pre-owned vehicle. Two Rivers Ford is the best in the business for nearly 40 years here in Middle Tennessee. I have spent entirely too much time on their website customizing my future 2021 Ford Bronco. Because you know Two Rivers Ford is the Nashville's headquarters of the 2021 Ford Bronco. You can go online. You can look at all of their great new and pre-owned vehicles. You can go through the entire car purchasing process online at tworiversford.com if you so choose. Or you can go out to Mount Juliet. You can slide right off of Belinda Parkway and you can go pay them a visit because their non-commissioned sales staff will make sure that you are incredibly happy with your car search or car buying experience. Powered by Ford, driven by the people. Just like this podcast, Two Rivers Ford. Let's get to Em and Joe. Back here, 615 Sessions podcast from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios. Uh, I, I don't even know how to describe Emily Proud and Joe Rexroad other than the odd couple. They're here. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff. It's I think delightful. that's taken. So, well, you know, it's, uh, that's probably, you're, you're probably right. I'm going to get a lawsuit on my desk now because of any of that. Anyway, Emily Proud of WKRN. Bobsy Twins. Bobsy Twins. How dated is, is that reference? Who who are the Bobsy Twins? Bash. Bash siblings. I don't know. I'm trying to think of other things that have been taken. Oh, it's listen. <laughs> not, nothing is going to distract people the way that this awful goatee on your face is. Anyway, Joe Rex wrote of the Athletic and 102.5 The Game, and Emily Proud of WKRN News Two are here. Hello, friends. How are we? Good. I think I'm going to put a um, some earbuds in. Uh, okay. My, well, 
Is that a cool? Well, yes. we, we'll just keep doing the podcast while I do that, okay? Yeah, well, you're the one who brought it to everybody's attention. Anyway, so Joe and Emily are here. <laughs> We're going to talk about what the hell's happening with the Titans offseason. We haven't had them on. I think it's been almost two months now since the last time you guys we on the podcast. A lot has happened in the interim. Um, but we start in the obvious place because everybody's on a time crunch. Free agency is going to soon be in full effect. It does not officially begin until March, but things are being discussed. There are Marcus Mariota trades being floated in the in the uh, to the Colts in the in the rumor mill from the Las Vegas Raiders. There's all kinds of stuff going on. But I think that with 20 unrestricted free agents many of them starters, a lot of them, the majority of them on defense. Um, As you kind of look at what this roster was last year, M, and the shortcomings that were associated with it, what is there one player that stands out to you of the 20? And and you know the names, Clowney, Desmond King, Johnny Smith, Corey Davis, John Brown, on and on and on. Um, is there any one player that stands out to you as somebody that they absolutely must keep? I always go back to Jonu Smith in the way that his um, athletic ability is just so rare and what we see from tight ends in that position and to be able to find a tight end that plays the way that he does with his after the catch ability and his playmaking ability. I think that's something that a lot of teams are going to be desperate for um, and a lot of teams don't have necessarily. And I think he's in the top tier of tight ends and the way in which the Titans offense runs. I think he's uh, important to it in that regard too. Um, but when it comes to value, I just think that you're, you can't, you can't draft a Johnny Smith. You can't find a guy like that in free agency. Um, I think also he's going to be incredibly expensive because as I said, there are a lot of teams that are looking for a guy like that. What's um, incredibly isn't expensive. easy to find. What's incredibly expensive. There's, <sighs> eight, nine million a year. I mean, just you look at some of the tight ends and what they're getting paid and it's just, it's crazy to think. And you look at John Smith and you're like, oh, he's better than that. He's better than that. And so um, that's, that's the fear. Um, But I also think that just tight ends in general have been really important to this offense. Obviously they continue to promote their tight ends position coaches to run the offense. So that also makes me think that it's pretty important. Um, But he's the first guy that I, I continue to go back to. Joseph. See, I flip-flopped on this, and I was where you are, Emily, for most of this year. Uh, And now I just barely give the edge to Corey Davis just because I think he – I just think it's such a perfect fit. Um, And I just don't know – if you look at the rest of the – basically, if you lose him, you have to go out there and find someone cheaper. I just don't know if like a Marvin Jones or a Josh Reynolds or somebody like that who you can probably get for – crazy enough about half of what Corey Davis might fetch is going to do what you need done there on the outside. I I just think it it all fits together perfectly with Brown and Davis on the outside, but I hear you. I I think John, is a special talent. I really do. And I think in, in different schemes, he might have ridiculous numbers. And I think he was on his way to those numbers last year. And maybe that price controls him a little bit. I mean, basically Luan's injury price controls him some, but I mean, teams that do their homework, know what he is i mean i think it's easily those two right and yeah it's, as much as i like Jayon brown i mean i i think there's a really good chance he's somewhere else no i got a text i got a text what two days ago 
um, from somebody over there basically saying, not basically, but saying that Jayon Brown is overvalued. Like, I think, I think they're going to overhaul. I think they have the opportunity to overhaul the defense person, defensive personnel largely. I think they're going to do it. I think they're going to let the vast majority of these guys walk. I think Daquan Jones is the most out the door. I think Desmond King and Jayon are probably going to get the most amount of money out there. So that probably excludes them in the clowny experiment. I just, I, uh, no, no, thank you. I uh, resign him for what? I mean, why for 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 him to for him to you know get banged up again and then look towards the next year's free agency because you only give him a one year deal? Like why why are you going to do that to yourself again? There's absolutely no point. I don't understand these people that advocate for clowning. I'm joking, but I know you are. I'm, ta- I'm largely you- talking to the lovely people <laughs> that listen to this podcast. It's not always that I'm yelling bet- at you. I know, I understand, but I bet you that both of you have a number that you would still be like, oh, okay. Now, Clowney, it won't be his number, and it won't happen, but I'm just, I'd am just, i love to know what that number is for both of you. Five. Four. Per year. Okay, I would I, I four. say three. Okay. All right. Four, four if you get Ryan. <laughs> four if you get Ryan Kerrigan. Like, I'm good with Clowney and Ryan Kerrigan as the solution to the pass rush. Cause there's going to, there's a lot of different options out there and you know, I'll, I'll do them. I'll do the mailbag segment at the end of the, at this podcast. And there's a lot of questions in there about Bud Dupree and Carl Lawson and, uh, and you know, Matt Judon is out there calling the Titans uh, whiners and crybabies. but yeah, you know, I'd still take their money. Um, there's a lot of different, the, the, the benefit of what the Titans have to look forward to is a fair amount of options that can help them right away at the position of greatest need. What their biggest issue is, is the amount of money that's currently tied up in contracts that they've allotted. Kevin Byard coming off a bad year is going to make the second most money on the team next year, $15 million and change under Tannehill's raise where he's going up to 29.5. Derrick Henry is going to make more money next year. Dennis Kelly going to make more money next year. A lot of these contracts that they backloaded in the second year are now coming to fruition in a time when it's not ideal. Um, the clowny thing, you know, I think, I think there can be justification, but just, just who clowny is like, he just, he just is very, very aware and maybe rightfully so, but he's just very aware of how much or how little he has to do to be able to go out there and get another bag. Like, that's the thing that you hear over and over over and over again about this guy. And like, I know it's one of Mike's cliches, Mike Rabel's cliches at the end of the, the year to say, we need to go out and find guys that love football. But I think that applies to his boy. I think that's clowny. So he okay. does love football or yeah, so what do you mean? Like he missed a year ago? No, what I mean is I think they missed the mark. I think Mike Vrabel thought that he could be the person to bring out the best in clowning. And it's entirely possible if the knee doesn't go. But and Beasley. I, yeah, and Beasley too. So let's let's grade on a curve for Mike Vrabel's estimation of his own powers. But um <laughs> with, with with Clowney, like there's just this very, very real awareness of how much or how little he has to do to be able to play on Sundays or to go out and get paid again because he plays the second or third most valuable position in the sport. And I just think people, it it wears on people. Like I think to have a guy like that in that locker room works actively against the kind of culture that you're telling everybody that you want to build. No, am I wrong on that? 
No, I mean, he also doesn't sniff the quarterback either, which, yes, he plays a valuable position, but he doesn't do it in the way that a lot of teams see value in it. Um, the fact that he went an entire year without sacking the quarterback is something that's definitely going to bring uh, his stock down quite a bit. And I think that, yes, last offseason, what did he originally start demanding? Like $20 million a year? Clearly that go. continued to go down and he eventually you know, settled for what he did. But I think that in this offseason, I don't think he's going anywhere near that. He's got he's to have some people in his corner who are telling him dude, get in maybe a good situation, which is what we talked about last year with why Clowney signed for, for less with Tennessee is that we thought that maybe he thought that was a good springboard to getting more money in the future. That didn't happen. He got injured. He might try it again um, because he did have his best season under Mike Vrabel. So that is helping him. Or he could just say, I need a new change of scenery. This didn't work out for me, but he's got to realize that his value has gone down tremendously. Yeah, I'm fascinated. I still think there's probably a, a sucker GM out there who gives him 12. I don't know, but we'll see. But, but, you know, Buck, to your larger point there, I hear you, you know, and I understand all the love football stuff, and, 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 and that's fine. You want, like, quote-unquote unselfish players. But you know what? These guys also saw Jarrell Casey get shipped the hell out of here after all the years he gave, and that's the NFL. And you know what? If That's fine. But if that's the NFL, then how can you really knock someone for trying to get every last cent they can get out of themselves as well? No, I'm not. I'm not knocking Jadavia. Listen, I'm. I, I feel like I'm almost pro player to a fault sometimes. The way because I'm, you know, I I love what Deshaun Watson is wanting to do. I love that Russell Wilson, even as meek as it was on the Dan Patrick show, is is saying that he should have a little more say in his circumstances. And those are the top of the position. Those are the superstars. That's not. And Jadavion Clowney is is considered to be one of those players. So I, I'm not I'm not knocking Clowney for wanting to go make as much money as humanly possible. Like I love the way that Darrell Revis used to do. He's a straight up mercenary about he was going to, he was in the business of Darrell Revis. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying that they're at least with Revis or guys like that, they were going to perform at the highest level and give maximum effort wherever they were once they had gotten the terms that they found most favorable. I don't think that guy's clowny, but I don't want to dwell on a guy that probably isn't going to be here this uh, for for that much longer. We'll see. I, we'll see how it goes. Um, another position, because I've you know I've kind of gone back and forth with this, and this is just the kind of without the combine, we're all just kind of in this free agency pre free agency lull. Um, kicker, Goskowski's an unrestricted free agent too. They waived Sam Sloman. Kicker has been the thing that has been. I mean, I don't know if you could call it more of a pain in their ass than what they've not been able to find at pass rusher, but it's arguably had almost as much of an impact. No, you're shaking your head no at me. What's wrong? I mean, did you, they had the, an unbelievably ungodly bad pass rush this year. No, I know. I mean, the pass they, they went a, I mean, I mean, come on. Historic. Yeah, I'm talking I'm ta okay, I'm I'm talking about the year like like 2019 when they were 44% on making field goals. Like it was not good. So then they right. find Goskowski. Goskowski starts the way that he does, finishes strong with money inside or excuse me, with from 50 yards and out 7 of 8. Like he he had his worst field goal percentage made 69% this year of his 15-year career. Do you, do you keep him or do you try to replace him? Like, I think that kicker is is not going to be talked about the way that pass rush or wide receiver or any of these things are. But I think it's almost, I mean, it's not as important, but it's it's right up there in terms of the things that they got to get right because of all of the things that they had pending a kick that was made or missed. 
From an exhaustion standpoint, yes, just keep him, please. I don't want to do this again. <laughs> um, but I, I do think, yes, he did finish strong. And I think they learned a little bit more about him, too. You know, what, what works for him um, in terms of, you know, if you get past 50 yards, then it's uh, it's more likely to go in than closer. Um, but yeah, just from a standpoint of, oh, my gosh, are we going to do this every single year? Also didn't help that you see suck up win the whole thing with Got a new a team. Um, so that was, yeah, that was a nice pain in the side there. But um, but yeah, I, I, I'm enjoying the um, topics on this podcast. We're talking about a guy that's probably not going to be there. Then kicker. Are we going to do backup quarterback next or just hit are all you the throwing shade important at my... things? Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, I just, it was just funny. You were naming like we've gotten all over the place. So this podcast you is guys gave me t- Matthews. Yes. You guys gave me 20 <laughs> minutes to go th- to, to do this podcast. You, and, you, and you're pissed at me out of here. Well, no, I'm not. I just well, because this what is the first time like you really to told us what Emily? we're talking about. <laughs> well, yeah, listen, I you know you guys are professionals. You both have, are paying attention to what's going on. I figure you can adapt. Maybe I need to do a little better job prepping you, but this is now my fault that that I that my no, I just had no idea where enough. you were going with this, and you like built it up, built it up, built it up, and then it was like kicker. You know what I'm wondering, guys? <laughs> what do you think about Mariota? Do you think he's going to make it? Yes, Joe. You know what I think we should do is we should actually point out the things about each other that bother us. The most and call it love week because that was really fun are you get, are you getting, uh, getting billed for divorce lawyers or uh, well, marriage counseling what, what kind of question that? is that no expand yeah. what, what are you talking well, about well so on the show robbie and rex are 1025 oh 1025 the game 6 yes. to 10 a.m uh thank you emily <laughs> now uh we it's love week because we're giving away thousand dollar gift certificates okay and um so yes, it's been a little bit like the, so the questions are like, you know, what your worst first day, but one of the days was, you know, what annoys you the most about your significant other? And you know, the funny thing that I found, I know we don't have time to go into this at all, but like, honestly, like my wife and I, we don't have those anymore because we have teenage boys. And so we, we don't annoy each other. They annoy us. Yes. You see? So you are a, so united, is, you're on the are same a united front against right. the teenagers. So and that is that is love. That's good. <laughs> it's, it's I a, heard that question and was like, oh, my gosh, who? <laughs> yeah. I thought it was love. I thought we were talking about positive things. You know, it, 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 funny it, it, and bitch yeah. about your significant yeah. other. It's, it's a, a fair point. I, I think we just got Emily to say a cuss word unprovoked. This is a this is a triumph. This is a triumph on the podcast. today. All I had to, Emily's ripping everybody's show. All I had to do was come up with bad topics and we got the best out of him. No, I really did rip both of you guys in like a 10 second span. I apologize. That wasn't where I was headed with that. But no, I, I had no idea what we were talking about today. And so I, this is not what I expected. This is what like that, it, this is all there is to talk about. Like, I honestly like I, I've, I've, February I've, 11th, I've so. done the John Robinson offseason checklist. The Vols aren't hiring anybody to be their defensive coordinator. They're just going to pay Kevin Steele 900 grand to sit there and wait <laughs> to figure it the hell out. The, hell, pardon me. I was watching PTI last night. And PTI in the B block is talking about a trade for Marcus Mariota for the lot from the Las Vegas Raiders. PTI, we could get you get PTI to talk about Marcus Mariota for five years when he was here. Now they're talking about Marcus Mariota. This is the well, con. They talked about Marcus Mariota. They never talked about Marcus Mariota. It's a whole different guy. One of them said Mariota. The other one said Mariota, which is exactly where we need to be. And it's in the, all of this. Uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll transition there quickly because I know Joe's got to run. Do you think if, if he, I mean, seriously, like if he ends up as the quarterback of the Colts, like, is that a viable option for them? I mean, it's, it's an amazing thought. It's an amazing thought. Seriously. I please make it happen. I, I wouldn't have, I never would have guessed that he would be, but I mean, apparently the bears are at least there's some level of He's interest. He's got a whole so. market off one game. 
Uh, it's it's wild. It's wild. I mean, I really hope it happens. Real quick on Goskowski, you know, I, I think it actually is. You're right. It, it's a it's a thing. But I mean, who, what's your alternative? I mean, I think you have to resign, don't you? Like, what do you? Where are you going if you don't? Go go go! Get me the fat kicker again. Thick kicker, two C's. I want it. Who? Sam Sloman. <laughs> oh right, right. Okay. He was chunky. I shouldn't call I, him fat. That was mean. <laughs> He wore 76. He is, a, he is a legend. He is a legend. <laughs> I thought you were talking about Janikowski. I'm like, isn't Janikowski like 52? But okay. He probably still hit a better than 44% on field goals. Anyway, so we have our our time has run its course because Rex Road has many important things to write for the athletic.com. Rex Road, what can the people look forward to that you are wordsmithing that made made you so unavailable today? <laughs> well, we you know Dane Brugler has another mock draft. Yeah. And I think I've seen the Titans. So I'm going through the edge possibilities of the draft, but also have been working on a thing on Jerry Stackhouse, which I think is quite interesting. So thanks for letting me promote him. Well worth the subscription and go listen to his radio show where he'll just rip on his significant other for a week straight. It sounds like Uh, you were very nice. Yeah, No, that was a good, that was a good save by you. That's a savvy vet. That's somebody who's been married for a long time. Emily Proud of WKRN News 2, all things Nashville sports, along with our friends Corey Curtis and uh, Kayla Anderson. Em, is there anything in particular that the people should be watching for as a part of their 10 o'clock news coverage, sports coverage on WKRN, or perhaps any kind of specials that are coming up that you are uh, wanting to promote? Well, you know, I do this thing called making us proud that I feel like more people make fun of me for than actually uh, truly enjoy. But I do like it. I was challenged to try to make a like a segment that was like branding myself and nothing terrifies me more than that. I hate doing anything with my name or anything on it. So um, but I am enjoying telling some fun, positive stories. And I've got a good one coming up for in honor of Black History Month. Eric Moses, who is the new track president at Nashville Super Speedway, is actually the first black track president in NASCAR history. And as we know, NASCAR has kind of gone through a reckoning over the last year with uh, everything with Bubba Wallace and banning the Confederate flag. And so he had some great perspective about the future of nascar making us proud on wkrn (laughs) news too see emily emily's the complete opposite of me i'd slap my name on everything in fact i do try i'd literally try to put my name everywhere if i can i don't get why it's not called making us fierce what's your last name strong yeah that's right strong strong. Mm -hmm. is that a joke that anybody listening to the podcast is going to get one person i don't even remember where, where did that come from by the way i just remember it on twitter no i did a i did a story for our like national affiliate we have this national newscast that's based out of chicago and it was when all the titan stuff was going on and so it wasn't people that know me so i sent it to them and they did the supers emily strong it wasn't Botched it wasn't even name? like they yeah they, they called me emily strong it wasn't even, even like they had book. a different they spelled proud wrong or something they just totally got the wrong adjective i guess i mean it was just the weirdest it's a, it's a good adjective. Thing, but... It's a good adjective, right? I know, but now I should yeah. be Emily Strong. Now I'm like, dang it! Now my name seems not as not as good. It's <laughs> what I was born. Content in, so. is always as good for both Emily Proud or Strong and Joe Rex Road, whichever aliases you choose to refer them by. Thank you both for spending at least a little time with my bad, my bad, my poorly put together podcast and content <laughs> uh, content decisions today. Uh, here on the 615 sessions. Both of you get the hell out of here. I'm tired of this. Thanks, guys. Bye. Good, good seeing you guys. <laughs> you too. Music City mailbag time here.
on the Thursday edition of the 615 Sessions podcast. We have many, many questions, most of them regarding free agents, who can be cut, who can be kept, who can they afford to bring back of their unrestricted free agents. You guys have all manner of questions that I will hopefully be able to provide you the answers with. First, though, I'm going to tell you about our friends at DraftKings. I actually just got a free $10 bet from DraftKings because I signed up to use the promo code A to Z Sports. I hammered Detroit minus, or excuse me, Detroit plus one and a half tonight in Smashville against the Preds because you can make a fortune betting against the hockey team this season. Not only can you do that, you can find all manner of great things that they're offering you at DraftKings Sportsbook. UFC 257 surely gave the fans the show they were looking for, and this weekend is sure to be just as action-packed. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of UFC, is putting you in the center of this weekend's title fight with 100-to-1 odds on either fighter to land a punch during the title fight. Pick either main event fighter, to land a punch during this weekend's UFC 258 bout and DraftKings Sportsbook will give you 100 to 1 odds. Download the top dra- uh, top rated DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and use the promo code A to Z Sports A T O Z Sports when you sign up to turn $1 into $100. All that has to happen is either main event fighter lands a punch on Saturday. You can't pass that up. Place your bet Watch the fists fly this weekend with code A to Z sports to turn $1 into $100 if either fighter lands a punch. It's for a limited time only, so slide on in there right now only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 or older, Tennessee only. See DraftKings.com sportsbook. New customers only. Restrictions apply. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, Call or text the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. DraftKings Sportsbook. All right. Plenty of mailback questions to address. We start the bidding with MJ McCann 12. Mark McCann on the gram. By the way, you can slide into my Instagram DMs at Buck Rising, R-E-I-S-I-N-G, if you would like any of your questions answered, as Mark McCann has done. Hey, Buck. On this week of the 615 Sessions Mailbag, could you discuss the idea of cutting or trading a Dory instead of Malcolm? A Dory Jackson instead of Malcolm Butler. Cutting or trading a Dory would produce zero dead money compared to Malcolm's $4 million. Thanks, Mark McCann. Okay. So, it's a bad idea, Mark. <laughs> it's, it's a bad idea. Like, I know a Dory had, had his struggles last year. And that Malcolm Butler is going to make 7.58% of your cap, third most, on the team if he remains as, uh, if his contract remains as currently uh, constructed, $14.2 million cap hit in 2021. It's not ideal. Um, but, and, and I get why people are, or at least Mark is thinking this way, because Malcolm was your best corner last year. Now, Adore wasn't on the field, Adore wasn't healthy. And there is, you know, the sample size that we saw from Adori was not great when he came back. I say all that to say that the $10 million, $10.2 million that you're paying Adori Jackson this year, as opposed to the 14.2 that Malcolm Butler will make if he does not restructure, it's just not worth 
what you will be losing in the long run if you have plans to keep a Dory Jackson around for the long term, which, by the way, they do. They would like to. Uh, they like what they have in a Dory Jackson. They would like to extend a Dory Jackson if possible and if his body holds up this year. That's very much in the plan. So it would be working against what they uh, want to do. It would, because I assume in that scenario, you want to keep Desmond King somehow. I was very not impressed, just kind of eh, about Desmond King. Christian Fulton, you need to uh, you need to see more from, obviously, but a restructuring of Malcolm makes the most sense. Cutting a Dory Jackson, I think not only is it the least likely scenario, it makes the least amount of sense of any of the scenarios that you would be going in to the roster building or roster construction, deconstruction is this in this particular scenario. Uh, it's just it's just not feasible. But I appreciate your question anyway, Mark. Let us see who is next. Alex Moore underscore 31 on the gram. Who is a player not from a position of need that you would take if he fell to 22? That's where the Titans are selecting, by the way, if you don't know in the draft. Or another way to say it could be, who's someone, in your opinion, that is too good to pass up regardless of position? Okay, so draft questions. Now, full disclosure, I have not done a full study of everybody that's available yet in the draft. I have started my homework. I have been doing that over the last couple of weeks. So I don't want to leave out players that might make sense for what Alex Moore is asking me. What I will say to you, though, uh, is that Christian Barmore from Alabama, he was the defensive player um, of the game for the national title game. He's a defensive tackle at Alabama. You're going to need an interior defensive lineman because I have I have not reported, but I have let you guys know loudly and clearly that do not expect Daquan Jones back as a part of this Titans defense. In fact, I really don't think you should expect any of these defensive free agents back, at least the top-line starters. I think they're looking to overhaul this pretty com- comprehensively. But Christian Barmore um, is somebody that I think I would, I would go pure talent over positional need. I understand that you need a pass rusher. I understand that you need uh, that you need wide receiver help. Um, I also understand that you need somebody who can help take some of the pressure off uh, off of Jeffrey Simmons inside. Christian Barmore is very, very skilled. Uh, he is somebody who came along quite a bit during his tenure at Alabama. His natural technique has been at the three and really had yet to become a full-time starter over the course of his career. Now, he was spectacular um, against, uh, against oh, I'm blanking on who, uh, against, uh, excuse me, Ohio State. I don't know why I blanked. Uh, it wasn't a particularly memorable national championship game. But Christian Barmore was a star against top-line talent. For, as an interior defender, he has incredibly raw power. He's very active. He's got powerful hands. He is able to remain within his frame, remain clean, disengage when desired. The reps aren't there. The film is limited, is what I would say to you. But his execution when he's on the field, excellent. I really, really think that this is a player that would fit well with what the Titans want to do and also is going to be a position of need because, you know, Tier Tart is a nice is a nice option as like, 
your third defensive tackle in a scheme that really only has one defensive tackle, one, you know, at any given point, really only two down defensive linemen. So Tier Tart is not going to be the solution in the absence of Daquan Jones. Lorel Murchison, I didn't see enough. That doesn't mean he can't develop. But if you're talking about somebody too good to pass up on, if he's sitting there at 22, I think that Christian Barmore would be my my selection anyway. I think there's a lot of wide receivers that I like. There are there's a, there's a fair amount of like depth edge players that I think you can find in the second round if you choose to buy a pass rusher in free agency. Let's see, Chris Shamia, I think is how the last name is pronounced. Uh, who are the Titans getting in that trade? Well, that's not very specific. Oh, I know what he's talking about. Okay, so Chris is asking, I yesterday on the primetime show, yesterday being Wednesday as you're hearing this podcast or as I'm taping this podcast, on Wednesday night's A to Z Sports primetime show, which, by the way, if you don't know, is the live streaming show that I host Sunday to Thursday night, 8 p.m. Central Time on the A to Z Sports digital platform. So I brought up the idea that somebody within the Titans organization had texted to me that a trade for a trading away of Kevin Byard could be feasible. Now, Kevin Byard, if you look at the Titans salary cap situation, Byard's going to have the second biggest cap hit on the team next year. Ryan Tannehill gets a, a bump in year two up to $29.5 million. Kevin Byard's going to be making 15.03. He's 8% of the Titans cap right now, and he's coming off of a down year by any stretch of the imagination. Now, while I don't think you could get anybody to take Byard's contract, that is the thing that I'm studying most closely. Like he has one, two, three, four years left on the deal. It was a five year, $70.5 million deal in 2019, that offseason. I just don't think you can take a you can get anybody to take a safety for fifteen million bucks off your hands. It just doesn't. It, uh, not a lot of teams have that kind of flexibility. Now, I mean, like the Jags, Jags have all the money in the world, but you're not going to trade a player like Byard within the division. And it's not like Kevin Byard is washed at twenty eight. Like there's still good football left that Kevin Byard has to play. Um. Who are the Titans getting in that trade? It was just a hypothetical that was texted to, t- texted to me, and I knew it would bother people, so I <laughs> so I brought it up on the primetime show. I I don't have I don't have details. I don't I don't think it's anything but somebody talking uh, about what could make sense to try and get them more under the salary cap to where they would have financial flexibility because the the fifteen million dollar cap hit this year for Kevin Byard is is ghastly. That's that's like the among the among the top players that you have locked in, Bayard at that number makes you cringe a little bit. But it's just a hypothetical at this point. I would tell you that I would not think too much about that. I don't. I don't think it's realistic. Karen O'Keefe one two two nine on Instagram. Do you think Marcus Mariota will sign with a team as a starting quarterback? BYW. I don't know what that means. Uh, enjoyed your podcast with Brandon Galloway. Well, thank you, Karen. Subscribe, rate, and review wherever it is that you get your podcast. Um, so Marcus Mariota is being or is receiving interest from other teams around the league reportedly to be traded for. There, Chicago has been mentioned. I saw some people on social media talking about Indianapolis, which would just be spectacular, as Rex Road brought up. I think that there are, with how many... Oh, Here's the thing, like Marcus, 
Marcus has talent. Marcus needs a lot of help to get back to a place where he can be trusted as a starting NFL quarterback. Now, if you look at him as a transition, while you bring in a rookie, Marcus Mariota is going to do very well in a setting like that, if not succeed overwhelmingly on the field. I think that there's plenty of options for Marcus to find another starting opportunity. Hell, that's why he went to Las Vegas, because Carr was kind of on the ropes, and then Derek Carr had a really good year. And also now Derek Carr is being talked about uh, with interest from other teams and being traded for. So, yeah, I absolutely think that Marcus Mariota is capable of doing that, and I fully expect him to end up on a team that is going to be looking for a starting quarterback next year. Chris Alonzo, between Carl Lawson and Bud Dupree, who do you believe is a better fit, and who would most likely be a Titan next season? Okay, so Bud Dupree is going to be really expensive. Bud Dupree is also coming off an ACL. Bud Dupree is probably the best fit for what you need, a player that you can move all around the front, a player who's hugely explosive. He's a bit of a one-year wonder this year. He's working against uh, or working off of guys like TJ Watt and Stephon Tuitt and Cam Hayward who are absolute studs. P- Pittsburgh has a really, really good defense that allowed Bud Dupree to thrive. And I don't want to take anything away from him. He had to, he put up the numbers when he needed to put up the numbers in a contract year. Um, Carl Lawson makes more sense just from a financial standpoint. Like as I look, I'm going to look up the market value of Carl Lawson really quick, just so I can give you guys kind of an accurate assessment. Spotrack is, is it Spotrack or Spotrack? I never know. But uh, Spotrack.com has his market value right now at $8.8 million a year. Now, that's, you know, that's less than half. Um, Matt Judon came out and said that he wasn't asking for $20 million, but he'd take it. Uh, it's about half as much as any of the other guys are going to cost you. If you're, if you're thinking like the top end of a pass rusher is going to cost you 16 mil, 8.8 is very palatable. Now, the, the thing with Carl Lawson to me, because I, I, he's a good player, it's just there's, there's a lack of versatility there. The reason that I'm, I, I enjoy Matt Judon or I enjoy the idea of Matt Judon is because he's a three-down player. You can leave him on the field. You can drop him into coverage. He can hold his own. And in this defense, right, you have to be hugely multiple. Versatility is something that they place uh, a high premium on within this organization. Carl Lawson is not quite that, but, I mean, he does he does show out on film. He's a low-budget NFL free agency target. So for a team with not a lot of budget to commit – to somebody like this, I think Carl Lawson makes a lot of sense. He's there's plenty of upside, you know, five and a half sacks for eight and a half million, whatever you want to say, whether that's worth it or whether that's not, that is that is uh, of of some debate. But as I look, I, I I've watched some of his tape now, going back through and preparing for a free agency, so I kind of have a little bit better of an understanding of of what's going to be out there and and what these guys are doing this year. He had 11 quarterback hurries. He knocked down the quarterback 26 times, which is exactly what you're looking for. Five and a half sacks. Um, let's see. Yeah, I mean, he's a good he's a good player. He's, he's, he's solid against the run. He's a good player. Do you need good? Is good, is good enough, right? This is the whole good to great thing. Do you, can you find a way to go about getting a great player? a difference-making pass rusher. That's not necessarily Carl Lawson. 
Now, what I will say to you about Carl Lawson is he does present an opportunity, an upgrade, certainly, that is more cost-effective. 8.8 sounds like a lot of money, but not when you consider the position and what else is going to be out there. I think you can probably get him for less than 8.8. I think there's going to be other teams who are in... Who are going to like like Jayon Brown? I kind of look at it like Jayon Brown. Like Jayon Brown's a good player. Carl Lawson a good player. You can get both of those guys. They're probably going to get overpaid on the open market, and so Carl Lawson makes the most sense for all the reasons that I've just laid out. But Bud Dupree's the better fit. That is for Chris Alonzo eight two three eight zero. That sounds like a bot in my DMs on Instagram. C flat ninety six. What are your thoughts on Carl Lawson's fit? He's younger, likely cheaper, and not coming off an injury like Bud Dupree is. Well, I've just answered that, but I appreciate your question, Cole. So hopefully that was comprehensive enough to kind of piggyback off Chris's. Spencer Daly says, PFF, and I take everything that PFF says with a grain of salt, PFF says the Titans should look to sign T.Y. Hilton and Jared Cook, re-sign Clowney and King. All of that is dumb. (laughs) This is the thing about Spencer, okay? Um, Spencer is very thorough. He must have uh, NFL reporters notifications on on Twitter because immediately after something happens, Spencer slides into my DMs on Twitter and I've had to send him to Instagram multiple times because that's where these things get done. But Spencer is all about this player is somebody I recognize. Can we go get them? That's what I that's what I get all the time from Spencer. And I appreciate Spencer's willingness that he values my opinion. It's I'm not I'm not uh I'm not trying to discourage the amount of questions that Spencer gives me, but a lot of the, you know, a lot of the shit's unrealistic. <laughs> and I don't know how many times I got to tell Spencer that. Now, what is, what is not, what, what PFF is suggesting is absolutely realistic. You could get T.Y. Hilton, you could get Jared Cook, you could re-sign Clowney and King, and all of those would be bad decisions because it doesn't help you with uh, straight line speed. Jared Cook is a fine tight end, but Jonu Smith represents a much better tight end. Tight end, why wouldn't you just keep your your guy? Clowney, no thank you. King, no thank you. Like, there's just not, like, I, I would have to read the explanation. I don't have PFF's, PFF's explanation of why they suggest the Titans do that in front of me, but uh, yeah, hard pass. Filthy G, with a PH, Filthy G, on Instagram, rounds out this week's Music City Mailbag. Okay, he has multiple questions. I have questions to submit to the pod, all cat-related. Okay. How are the North Nashville Trash Pandas, which he is referring to my two uh, Trash Panda cats that I found at about, they're probably about four weeks old, uh, chilling out by my trash cans in downtown Nashville, where we have since rescued them, and now they sleep comfortably in the heat and warmth of my carpeted office where we are currently taping this podcast. So we'll start there. Uh, the trash pandas are well. They're they're feeling right. They're living well. Now, what has been concerning, and it was just a recent development in like the last hour and a half, I just found out because we initially took them to the emergency vet when we were able to capture these wild animals that were living out by my trash cans and had been abandoned, we think, by their uh, by their mother. So we took them to the emergency vet. We were told that they were both female. There's two of them. So. We take them for follow-up visits. They've been to the emergency vet and to their now regular vet twice. All of these things under the impression that both were female. I took them to the groomer the other day to get them washed because they smelled like trash pandas and because they needed their nails trimmed. And the groomer came back to me and said, well, the little boy was having trouble and was, was feisty while I was trying to bathe him, but we got it done. 
And I just kind of schluffed it off like, oh, maybe, you know, I, I don't know how she inferred that one was a boy, but no, these are both clearly girls. They've been to the vet, uh, they've been to the vet three times, and I've been told multiple times that they are female cats. Until today, whilst sitting in the office, I looked down at the artist formerly known as Cleo Rising, Cleo and Frankie are the names of the cat. So the artist formerly known as Cleo, I looked down and was licking himself because as most of you who have had animals know and animals of a younger age, uh, there can be, as they are becoming sexually mature, something that's called a red rocket. Well, Cleo, who is not supposed to have a red rocket, has a red rocket. And I just found that out this morning. So, um, the, the trash pandas are well, other than I've been, uh, you know, I've, I've got a gender confused cat, or at least we've been treating it like a gender confused cat because we didn't know that it was a boy until just now. So Cleo is becoming probably Leo. I don't know. I guess we got to come up with a new name, but, uh, yeah, they're fine. <laughs> okay. Phil's three-parter part two is your girlfriend embracing her role as cat mama. So see the cats hate her. <laughs> Uh, I say that tongue in cheek, but the cats really don't mess with her like the cats. Uh, so my girlfriend doesn't live with me. My girlfriend has an apartment in Germantown. I live downtown in, in my house and the cats live with me because I have much more room for them. I have room for a litter box. I have room for where they sleep. They can run around the house and get everything that they need and, and all, all is well in life. So because I spend so much more time with the cats, the cats, do not respond well to her, but they have been taking to better to her lately. We have scheduled their feeding. We have structured their feeding schedule around when she can be the one to come feed them so that they don't hate her as much as they have the, through the first, what, two months that we've had them uh, in my home. So she's trying. They She is embracing it. They are not embracing her. Third and finally, will you consider selling out even more? <laughs> selling out even more so that, uh, okay, let me, will you consider selling out even more so than you already have? Okay. Let me try this again. Will you consider selling out even more so than you already have and make them an Instagram account for free cat food and litter hashtag ad hashtag sponsored? Yes. Everything in my life is designed to make money. (laughs) Everything I do is structured so that I can make money off of it, including my cats. The cats, the only reason the cats are allowed in the house, um, and, and they've grown on me because uh, they, they like me, don't really like people and don't really need to be messed with, which is my dream. I, I could not, could not speak highly enough of the cats and their behavior. Um, but yeah, I mean, hell, I, I don't think that I would start an Instagram account because then I would have to be responsible for running the Instagram account. But if any pet supply uh, chain is listening to this or even locally owned because we love local business here on the 615 sessions podcast. You want your product pushed? Just send me a couple, send me a box of that. You know, that's, that's what the, that's what they say in a business. Send me a box of that. Send me a box of some cat litter. I have a certain kind of cat litter that I need because I have a, the Bentley of cat litter boxes as my girlfriend described, which I'm pretty sure cost more than my mattress for my bed. I hope the place where they're defecating is, is worth it. Um, so I have a very specific kind of cat litter that I require and organic, uh, food for the cats, because of course the cats eat better than I do such as their life. So yes, I am absolutely willing to sell out not only, uh, myself as a NASCAR for profit. Um, but I'm also willing to sell out my cat children 
that now live in my home for a profit. So if you're listening to this, we would happily welcome your business here aboard the 615 Sessions podcast. That's going to do it for us today (laughs) and for this week here on the pod. Remember to subscribe, rate, uh, review wherever it is that you get your podcasts. If you want to help this thing go up the charts, you can subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe. That's how we get things going. People love to, you know, if, you, if you're bored, if you're sitting on the toilet and you need something to do, unsubscribe, resubscribe, and do that like 10 times. That only helps us. And if you want to help this podcast grow, which you guys have done exceptionally well so far, just leave a rating in the iTunes review. If you have any questions for the Thursday podcast, you know you can slide in my DMs at Buck Rising, R-E-I-S-I-N-G on Instagram, and they will make it to air just as we have done today. Cat questions or otherwise, all are welcome on the pod. Support the people, by the way, who support this podcast. That's Two Rivers Ford and DraftKings Sportsbook using that promo code A to Z Sports. We will have very exciting news when next we speak. I hope you enjoy the long weekend. That's all I'm going to say. It's very exciting news. It's going to mean good things for the podcast. It's going to mean good things for primetime. It's going to mean good things for A to Z Sports. There's a lot of good stuff happening. And it, uh, you know, just stay tuned. Regardless, enjoy your long weekend. Enjoy President's Day if you have it off. If not, maybe we can keep you company. And you can listen to us and talk about, you know, cats and free agents and kickers and cat litter and whatever the hell else comes to mind here on the podcast. In the meantime, stay safe, stay clean, and as always, Nashville, stay hot. This has been the award-winning 615 Sessions podcast from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios, powered by Two Rivers Ford and brought to you as always by A to Z Sports and A to Z Sports Nashville.com. Nashville.